Welcome to CIO Leadership Live Canada. I'm Lee Rennick, editor of CIO.com, and I'm very excited to welcome Hamza Tarani, Chief Technology and Digital Officer, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, fondly known as MLSE. Hamza, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your current role. Yeah, good morning. Uh, Hamza Tarani, Chief Technology Digital Officer at uh, an incredible sports and entertainment company. Um, you know, everybody knows Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment uh, is the home of the Raptors, the Leafs, TFC, uh, the Toronto, actually the Grey Cup champion, Toronto Argos. Uh, we get a great live entertainment business as well as an esports team, a bunch of locations that we've got, which includes an arena and a stadium and, and a bunch of other practice facilities. So we do a lot and uh, we're proud of the work we do here in the city. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, I really appreciate you joining us here today, Hamza. We've created this series to support technology leaders in their tech and leadership journey. So first question, and I ask everyone this question first, can you please tell us a little bit about your own career path and provide some insights or tips on that road path? Are there any lessons learned that you could share? Yeah, I think my, my uh, career path was uh, pretty non-linear, um, you know, starting with, uh, starting with university. And I, I wasn't a, an incredible student, I think, uh, you know, school was, was a little bit difficult for me in terms of uh, the amount of effort and energy I had to really put into, um, you know, to, to, to grasp and pick things up. But, you know, what I learned about myself later on is, uh, is that I'm a visual learner. And so it was easier for me to get things into my head by doing, uh, not necessarily by um, reading and, and remembering the things in a, in a book. And, uh, and so, you know, with that sort of understanding about myself, um, you know, I've worked in a whole bunch of different industries, really grown up through the business of IT and through the technical functions of IT, um, been in software development, hardware development on the network side, uh, and then kind of midway through my career, uh, as I went from uh, uh, one telecom company to another telecom company, it was more on strategy and product, uh, and then uh, really got the bug for the combination of putting, being able to put a, a business and technology strategies together and really coming up with strategy around how to grow um, what started with products and services, um, you know, which then grew to divisions and then ultimately led to uh, really helping companies to grow um, on the revenue side, on the on the optimization side, around cost and just around culture and people. So I've had the opportunity to work across um, uh, telecom uh, retail, hospitality, and food sectors, as well as uh, sports and entertainment. Uh, and over 20 years into uh, into my um, journey, I think my journey still, uh, you know, is unfolding. Um, I wouldn't have uh, imagined being at uh, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment five years ago. I was a CEO of a company called Compass Digital Labs, which I, I founded uh, in the Compass um, group large kind of ecosystem of, of our organizations and companies. Uh, but when Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment calls you, you don't, you don't ignore the call, you take the call and you, uh, and you explore it. So that's led to, uh, you know, where I am now and um, being able to build out one of the most, um, you know, deep and meaningful uh, digital organizations in pro sports here in the world. And, and we're proud to uh, do a lot of the things we're doing from Toronto, but also things that are being recognized across uh, across the industry. Yeah, it's very exciting. Thank you so much for sharing. It sounds like when you started off in school, you the, there's STEM, but there's STEAM and the arts component of it really played heavily for you. And I think that's a good reminder for anyone who's watching this. You don't have to start in, start in computer engineering. There are lots of opportunities. Right. 
And then what I'm hearing from a lot of the other CIOs I'm interviewing is, is you're really taking on a role of a business leader and you're really looking and working to understand the business and understand those other functions like marketing and, and finance and all of those types of things that build business. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you so much. Um, so I wanted to talk about uh, MLSE. Um, you know, it's so exciting to see all of the things that you're doing in the digital space and obviously from a sports perspective there as well. But, um, you know, you founded the Digital Labs and you recently announced uh, the launch of SportsX, which is super exciting. And you're really, you know, every time I talk to you, you talk about the fan experience being at the forefront of the digital experience as well. You and I have talked a lot about accelerated uh, technology development through partnership and collaboration. So I have a bit of a twofold question here, but could you talk a little bit about why partnerships are so important to build acceleration in tech? And then also just any tips you could provide to other technology leaders watching in on this about accelerated innovation through partnership? Yeah, it's a it's a great one, and maybe I'll give you I'll give you two lenses on that question because I think uh, I think they're equally important. The first one I think is internal partnership, and before you ever get to launch, you know, external programs that are really meaningful, you have to um, really help to drive a business strategy. You know, if you're the technology or digital or IT leader, I think the positioning really is how can technology and IT and all of the things that go with it, with it, whether it's all the front end stuff that's really great, like the apps and all the digital components of, you know, experiences for consumers or fans or the back end components around IT and security and all of those things that make things tick. I think working cross-functionally with, with uh, uh, multiple groups across any business is really important. And I think for IT leaders and technology leaders, it's really important to understand the business. I think you got to be business a business person first. And... You know, I, I always say that, um, and I've said that throughout my career, that uh, I'm, a, I'm a business person first. I just so happen, uh, you know, to have a, a vocation in, in technology and IT and all of those great things, but I'm a business person first. And, you know, when you're sitting here in, in, uh, in 2023 and looking at all the technical enablers around uh, AI and machine learning and the chat GPTs of the world, along with everything else that's happening around compute, cloud, um, and I can go on. It is really not about those things. It's about what what we're going to do with them. And you know, you don't have to be developing the next ChatGPT. You should be thinking about how you're going to use it and adjust it to your business to be able to drive value. So on the internal side of things, I think we you have to build a strong culture of collaboration. Um, we have a very strong culture of collaboration at MLSE across all of our groups. Um, you know, whether it's marketing or our, our partnerships group. Um, but equally, all of the groups that really make this business tick. And there's always things to do. There's always new ways to, to think differently and to uh, make our processes better, to, to ultimately make our fan experiences better, which will build a, bit of, a better business. That's sort of step one. And that's always an ongoing journey, right? You have to adjust and keep moving on, on, on that piece. Um, the other part is around external. And, and I've always been excited through my career about figuring ways out to double down on ideas and concepts and not just trying to do all of those things, you know, yourself in your own organization, but really reaching out to others. And, you know, as you know, Lee, I've been a member of the CIO Association for probably north of 10 years now and also, um, you know, served uh, a couple of successful terms as its president and really saw that organization grow from, you know, uh, 200s into, into now the um, sub 400s and, as I look at the network of people and I look at all the leaders in Canada, there's some, there's some really great smart people. We can always learn a lot from other industries. 
from other people's successes and other people's failures um, so that we can, you know, get better. Um, and then we also look to suppliers and vendors to do the same thing. And uh, when we launched SportsX about a year ago, it was really a groundbreaking partnership in sports. Um, you know, we uh, obviously consume a lot of uh, cloud. So we were able to actually position all of our cloud business with, AW with AWS. And in return, AWS um, signed on as a, um, a sponsor and a partner for Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment for its entire business. So everything from advertising to, to other elements of um, being a partner with us. But the second part of it was how do you innovate in sports? And so we were able to actually build a program called SportsX um, with one of the one of the smartest technology companies in the world, um, being able to leverage their resources along with our resources and building out this program is called SportsX, which the, the point of SportsX is, X is to bring incredible ideas forward to be able to get them um, funded and built, whether they're prototypes or other things. We obviously start with our business first and looking at great ideas, but ultimately the goal of that program is, it, you know, if we can build some great things together for ourselves that are new and innovative, then there might be application for those, you know, in the larger AWS ecosystem. And I think this program is uh, really the first of its kind um, where there is a home for ideas to land and for great ideas to be built in collaboration with MLSE and MLSE Digital Labs, um, along with AWS, and really to accelerate that. And, you know, lastly, just on this, uh, your, your super loaded, supercharged question here, um, is that every, every company in the world is going through some kind of disruption right now. We're just coming off of um, you know, I think the most normal work we're, we're going to get in a post-pandemic world. But I do think the rules of, of engagement have changed for companies in terms of how consumers interact with companies, in our case, how fans interact, um, you know, safety, security, uh, cleanliness, all the way to uh, ease of use and, and the world of digital. So it's really a reinvention time. And I think every leader in every organization, in any company, frankly, in the world should be looking at, you know, reinvention, um, optimization, and harnessing new ways to uh, um, drive cohesion with their customers. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I was at a roundtable last week, and the group was talking about the expectation of the the fan or the customer, or, you know, whoever your end user is, and that because of things, a way they interact with technology, it's expected in business, right? So to your point, right. you've got to as thing as organizations reinvent themselves or build other technology capabilities, you have to be at the forefront of that. And it's it's amazing to see what you've done with your group. And I really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you so much. You and I have chatted a few times about uh, championing a culture of innovation. And we've talked about, and this sort of ties into the last question, how often technology leaders plan for innovation, but at the same time, they're told maybe by the board or the senior other senior leadership to be risk adverse. So those are two things that often don't go together. Um, so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that and perhaps some of the approaches that you take from a leadership perspective to support innovation in business and technology. Innovation, I think, is um, it's a wonderful word, but it's really buzzwordy, you know, and I think you could always you'll always have maybe cynics in uh, in, in any given initiative that will say, well, well what is it like? What is innovation? Everybody innovates. And actually, that that is actually true. Everybody innovates. It's not just the IT group or the digital group. You know, innovation is really born from ideas of human beings. And when you have a great collaboration, then you can get in a room and talk about the idea. 
So I, I think maybe like backing away a little bit from, from calling something and making it out to be this great innovative thing and trying to sell that in or trying to get that approved or trying to get people to buy into it and really focusing on the nuts and bolts of what it, you know, you're trying to do. So whether it's improving a process, um, whether it's being more consumer centric, whether it is driving up, um, I don't know, a, a survey score of some kind, because you really want to make sure what you're doing is hitting with your customer uh, in the right ways or a revenue generating opportunity, right? Like what is it, what is it truly that you're trying to do? And then in the background, how can technology help to enable that strategy? So when we think about, you know, I'll be, I'll be in my, my fifth year um, at Maple Leaf Sports uh, in, in May, in fact, and I've been through now three cycles of uh, our three-year plan um, uh, strategy development, one of which got hit right in between COVID. So, you know, it was a bit of a start and stop. But um, in each of those cycles, uh, my approach and our approach as an organization has been really to, to have technology lead from the back in terms of what we're doing and how we can enable something. So whether it's fan experience, revenue generation, working with our sponsors and partners, cost optimization so we can be more efficient in one process and maybe uh, you know have people move to a different process that's more value add mm -hmm. um, or around our brands and the things we do for our teams and for our players um, to continue to drive um, the opportunity to win championships for our city. That, those are sort of the big things. And, you know, very rarely um, do we say we're going to chase this technology, we're going to chase this innovation. That is usually not a great strategy unless you're a pure R&D company. We are not. And so, um, you know, I, I think going through the, um, the route that I just mentioned is a great way for any company to be able to really break through some of that and, uh, and also demystify a little bit of like what a bunch of tech people might be doing. If you're enabling a business um, in any group, in any company, that's always going to be a great thing. I love that approach. Thank you so much. It, it, I just had a conversation yesterday with actually a colleague of yours from CIO Can, who I'm, interna I'm interviewing for International Women's Day, Doria. And she said, you know, right. often technology leaders are, to are, are, are chasing the shiny new thing. And she said, you know, we right. have to stop chasing the shiny new thing, right? And make sure that we're supporting the business initiatives. Very much aligned to what you said. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that. That will be very helpful for those that are, are watching it on this webinar, on this uh, podcast. Thank you. So um, you've mentioned the CIO Association of Canada, and you are very active in the community through volunteerism. Thank you, first of all, so much for doing that. Um, it's very important to our culture and society, I believe, to, you know, to volunteer and give back. And you sit on the boards of the Princess Margaret Cancer Foundation and the CIO Association of Canada. You've been past president of CIO Canada in 2022. You received a Lifetime Achievement Award from CIO Can. It was so well deserved and congratulations on that. Could you please share why it's so important for you to volunteer and how you believe this could support uh, leadership development? I think the the opportunity just where we are in the world and, you know, the, just the, the, the state of the world where we are and how we're moving forward in business, you know, it is all driven through through people. And, you know, the number one biggest competitive advantage for any company is going to be their people and their culture. If you have smart, talented humans as part of your company that can work together and achieve incredible things, then you know, those are the companies that, that can really scale and, and stand through the, the test of time. I think vol obviously volunteering um, for us in the, in the technology uh, industry as, as business leaders is really, really important. Um, you know, CIO Association does an incredible amount of work 
in our community, um, connecting uh, technology leaders together, um, finding ways to share successes and failures, which I think is critically important. And then just building out and so that, you know, if you have a, a challenge or an opportunity, you're able to pick up the phone and, and be able to, you know, figure out uh, what maybe some others have done that have come before you. Uh, the other one that, that I think is really important that I'd love to love to just kind of give you uh, maybe a minute or, or two on is our, um, our, our commitment that we need to continue to make into uh, equity, diversity and inclusion, which is really, really important. And so, you know, we are we're obviously going to be doing um, a lot more uh, on that topic from the CIO Association of Canada, but just equally in the industry. Um, we, in fact, just coming off of Friday, did an event at Launchpad. Uh, which is our our uh, community organization. We do a lot of work in the community, and that's our um, community center, basically, right right in the middle of downtown Toronto. Um, and we we bring kids through there uh, to be able to really recognize um, the power of sport, and then the, to use the power of sport to you know talk about things like STEAM and STEM and other things to uh, widen career opportunities. We actually had a career fair. Uh, what I'd say is a, a next generation uh, format for a career fair. We had almost 400 BIPOC youth come through. Uh, it was something we did in collaboration with a group called CELAR, which is the Coalition of Innovation Leaders Against Racism, uh, along with um, an organization called MyStarter. And we had some really great companies represented there from AWS to, uh, to Google, to startups, to uh, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. And those companies that were there were actually hiring people on the spot. And whether it was um, hiring uh, people that were that were um, you know fit for certain jobs that otherwise maybe wouldn't have access, hiring managers were there, executives were there from these companies. Um, so it was either jobs, internships, or connections. In fact, uh, Siemens was giving away forty-five laptops, and there were some kids that you know showed up there and said that they didn't actually have access to um, their own laptops. So obviously that would be a a huge difference maker. I think it's those kinds of activities and fostering the next generation of, of youth um, and professionals and also really paying attention to equity, diversity, inclusion and opening up our tech sector to people from all walks of life because we know that diversity and inclusion makes innovation and business outcomes better. That's a fact. And so we're gonna continue to play our part here, but I think as leaders, we need to be mindful and active um, and in fact, we're going to be doing that event, you know, in, in, in the next couple of years as well. It's going to continue on. And I think it's only going to get bigger and bigger. So I'd say if anybody's interested, they should maybe reach out and uh, maybe reach out to you and you can you can put them in touch. Um, but aside from that, I think from a CIO CAN perspective, we're a big country. You know, we are the only organization representing all CIOs across the country. Um, you know, we have many, many different um, chapters across the country itself. And I think the profession is going to continue to be <clears throat> powerful, impactful, and key to driving businesses. And I think the work we do in our community and really continuing to develop the skill sets and develop the people in the industries, make them more business-centric, as you and I have spoken today, I think those are the keys to unlocking you know, future success for not only our businesses, but for our country, as we continue to really want to drive up that innovation scale in the global ranking um, and we've dropped a little bit in the last couple of years. So I think those things are all really important. Obviously none of them are, um, none of them are, you know, you snap your fingers and it's fixed, but these are things as we work together, um, you know, throughout the industry are critically important and, you know, credit to, I think um, 
uh, your organization, CIO Magazine, for continuing to shine a light on some of these things um, so that we can all work on them together. I really appreciate that. And I saw the event at the launch pad and um, actually Andre Allen at the Mars Discovery District told me about CLAR. So we'll definitely make sure we highlight uh, any information your organization can share on that event. I think it's fantastic. I wanna make sure we advocate and ensure that diversity, equity, inclusion, accessibility, and last but not least belonging is so important to the work that we do and that I do. Thank you so much, Hamza, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. It was a fantastic conversation. Thank you very much for the opportunity and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you.